welcome to Griplock Foundation Disc Golf Weekly Podcast. I'm Hunter, joined as always by Trevor and Connor. Uh, we are back from a three-day, four-state road trip. It was electric. We're going to tell you a little bit about that, go over some of the match play, some Trevor's trivia. I have a funny story from the fishing store. Disc Golf Ironman tournaments, what's up with those, am I right? And uh, <laughs> wrapping it up with a new challenge that I'm taking on. And we'll ask Trevor how he's doing with his challenge. But first, a, lot of challenges. a word from our sponsors. Connor. Yes. Cue dramatic music. Gentlemen, all men strive for gold in their life, right? Gold medals, gold watches, gold everything. Is this Trinidad James? However, there is a certain type of man who goes the extra mile. He walks with confidence of an eagle and giggles in the face of danger. He's a big, hairless, winning machine, and when he unzips his his pants, he sees... Platinum? <laughs> what is going on? That's right. Manscaped like introduce you to the best and biggest ultimate hygiene bundle yet, the Platinum Package 4.0. There's a Platinum Package. Manscaped now. is a leader in below-the-waist grooming. Now trust them with the whole shebang. Join the 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped by going to manscaped.com and get 20% off plus free shipping with the code GRIPLOCK. I know what you're wondering. What's this Platinum Package 4.0? I'll tell you about it. That. I'm actually their, wondering. Their brand new Platinum Package 4.0 <laughs> is the biggest bundle they've ever offered and gives you a bulk discount on Manscaped. Top products. The Manscaped Platinum Package 4.0 is the one stop shop for the man who deserves it all. They designed this package to allow you to fully align your entire hygiene routine with elite products. Inside it, you'll find a lawnmower 4.0, weed whacker, ears, ear and nose hair trimmer, ultra premium body wash, ultra premium two in one shampoo and conditioner, ultra premium deodorant, crop preserver, anti chafing ball deodorant, crop reviver ball spray toner, anti chafing boxer, and the shed travel bag to hold it all while you're traveling. Dang. Now, obviously, wow. we've talked about the Lawnmower 4.0 body trimmer and the Weed Whacker Nose and Ear Hair Trimmer. They both feature proprietary and advanced, I almost said anti, that's not the right word, advanced skin safe technology to pr- protect your delicate parts and holes. And both are waterproof, so you can shave with less mess. Uh, the shampoo and conditioner and body wash is what I still use day to day. Absolutely love it. As well out. as the deodorant. I'm I know out as well. When we were on a road trip, I saw Connor was still rocking that deodorant. Mm-hmm. Um, the aluminum free ultra premium deodorant for that cologne quality scent on the go. And finally, the crop preserver ball deodorant and crop reviver ball toner can solve all kinds of problems for you. Uh, so don't forget to get 20% off and free shipping with the code GRIPLOCKED over at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com using the code GRIPLOCKED. It's time to you enjoy the finer things in life and get yourself a platinum package for your platinum package. All right, so on Wednesday through Friday of last week, we were out of town. We, we did a, a three-day, four-state road trip. It was absolutely electric. I've never sweat so it much in my life. killed me. I was so exhausted when I got back. We went, so we left here Wednesday morning. And went to Knoxville, Tennessee, did a battle in Knoxville, Tennessee, and then we drove down to Georgia, and we did a, woke up the next morning, Thursday morning, did a battle in Georgia, then drove across <laughs> to South Carolina, <laughs> and did a battle in South Carolina, and then drove up to North Carolina, and then slept there, and then woke up, did a battle in North Carolina, and then drove home. And everywhere went, it was like the Mojave Desert. It was so no, hot. North nope, Cove wasn't that bad. Oh, you're right. North Cove was Our final day was good. nice. Our second day, Thursday... I think both courses were on the face of the sun. Well, was pretty, no, no, the first course, yeah, we keep so forgetting the first humid. round wasn't bad. The first bad at round all. wasn't bad. The second round, the second round. I, okay, so let me tell you the courses we played. In Knoxville, we played the Claytons. We're not going to tell you how any of these battles went. Um, I would first, actually say, yeah, first battle and third battle were the ones that were like very, very hot. Yeah, Knoxville was the battle. That was our first battle. That's that what's going to be coming warm. out tomorrow when you're listening to this podcast. It'll come out tomorrow, Tuesday. The week next week we'll have the North Cove battle from Marion come out, and then in July we'll have the Georgia and South Carolina battle come out. But um, 
We played the Claytons in Knoxville. Pretty entertaining course. Very fun. The Claytons is good. Uh, was good. Solid. Yeah, it seemed really mix. good. I think had eight holes in the woods and yeah. then went straight to the open the rest of it. Uh, some solid OB on the back open holes. Um, the only thing... And a very fun finishing hole. Yeah, the only thing about it is that like the par was super soft. The par was soft. But, there was a lot of, lot of tweeners, but it was a good time. But it yeah, wasn't, and if you're playing... like Unless you're playing in a tournament, the tweeners don't really matter. No, like, they're cares? just fun. They're just it, fun. It's easy to get a lot of birdies out and there. And we won't say who won, but it was a really close match. Yeah. That so pretty much all of them were, realistically. Yeah, yeah actually, all of them were pretty close. Yeah. Yes. The whole time. You guys, you never knew who was winning. No. Like during the match, mainly because yeah. we just don't tell anyone the scores. <laughs> no, yeah. uh, then the second That's a round. Joke. He's making um, a joke. Actually, we can't cover the second round yet because in between Knoxville and Georgia is when we stopped at the place that y'all had those burgers, which I'm not gonna. I'm, oh, I'll let y'all. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. We went to a place called in Hendersonville. Never blue. Never blue. Called Never Blue. It was a tapas place. Um, what does that mean? It's like appetizers basically. Well, that's what they serve oh, okay. so okay. everything on the first half of the menu was that so yeah. it's like you would have ordered it for the table they, yeah uh, yeah okay, gotcha, they gotcha. but it also had some like entrees and they had one burger it was called the chef's burger chef's only burger sh- only burger on the menu and it was like a house ground ribeye to comprise that was the burger was comprised of that and then it had a bacon jam and this house-made herb aioli Mm-hmm. And then it had pickles, some like spring mix on top, and it was. What the, was I, it? it? Had one more thing on it. I feel like that was that was pretty important. Cheese. Yeah, the bun. It did have cheddar cheese on yeah. it. Oh, and the everything. bun wasn't everything bagel bun. I yeah. didn't have it. I had fish tacos. Not like a bagel, but like everything good. bagel it, seasoning. I took a couple bites of it and proclaimed, and I still stand with it that it was the best cheeseburger I ever had in my life. I can't quite. De- I can't deny it. Either. It was incredible. It was. It was so good. It was an incredible it was, burger. It was just. Special. We, Trevor and I both just got the exact same thing, and then we went to Sweet Frog after. Oh, and that, that was, was incredible! Special. That was special. Also, that was so always, good. Um, and so then, but the next course we played was W.R. Jackson, just as good as I remember, possibly better than I remember. Uh, that was fun. Absolutely amazing course. Um, and then from there, we went to Langley Pond. I can't tell you much about Langley Pond. My, I don't remember. I don't remember. The it round. was like a Lang- fever dream. The whole round was like a fever. I, I, a hundred percent had heat exhaustion. Looking back at Langley Pond, it is a good course. If it was in this area, we would play it a lot because there was quite a few cool holes involving elevation or water. Yeah, the wooded holes were definitely pretty boring. I remember but at one point saying, um, I remember at one point saying, this just feels like East Clayton. The wooded holes felt like East Clayton, but I couldn't tell you why yeah, yeah. it felt like they, that. It's because, I mean, it's the pine straw and like yeah, the did clean fairway. Like I remember holes right. one and two, and I remember holes 18. I remember 17, I parked, right? Yeah. And then, I remember 17 and 18. Um, and I remember one of the water. There was the water carry that was the I remember the one that Calvin the apparently tee. parked that was like straight there was down. The forehand one. There was that one. There was the one, the first one we threw. What on earth was the forehand one? Oh, the one, the uh, one that he, the guy, I, yeah, the okay, other guy I got, yeah. okay, I, I could remember it. I think if I looked there, at pictures, I it think was it a, felt like the course in Disc Golf Valley where you're playing like near the lake the whole time. Yeah, right? but the so the problem was it was, was a good course. We were, so hot. We were dead. We played W.R. Jo- Jackson that morning, and then we went and played Langley Pond that afternoon. And Langley Pond was a lot in the sun, and I mean, I was exhausted. We were, I was dead. We hit. We a went wall. and got pizza after, and that was great. Pizza was very well. I got a calzone. Yeah, actually, I was the only one that got pizza. I had, a, I had tried the pizza. I threw down a whole large pizza by myself, and it was incredible. It's impressive. It I'm solid. proud of you. Oh, speaking of, I had Papa O's pizza. 
Yeah. Oh yeah. First time was it good? It's pretty solid. It's di- it's different. Here's what I'll, here's what I'll tell you. I liked it. I thought it was good pizza, but it is it is different than any of the other slices I've had around here. All right, and then the final, we'll definitely try it out. Yeah. I don't want to talk about pizza too much. We get a little too much banter. If you like us talking about food, check out the Bogey Bro banter. <laughs> um, it or comes anything back else. To it comes back to that a lot. Uh, and then the final course we played was in Marion, North Carolina at this place called North Cove Leisure Club. We've had time to let it settle. I sent out a tweet and I said, I got to let it settle, but North Cove might be the best disc golf property on the face of the earth. Um, or that I've ever played is how I said it because I've never played some of the places in Europe and stuff. Yeah. And um, Trevor, I'll let you talk about the course first. Okay. It has, it has your mind changed on it. No. Um, so... I, we obviously like, we have a, we have a pretty good scale for things because we've played Eagles crossing, which people, a lot of big time disc, like if you have a guy like Scott Stokely or any other pro that claimed this, who has played practically every course under the sun and is going to tell you that Eagles crossing is the best out there, then like, that means we should have a pretty good scale for opinion, at least in Mm -hmm. our own opinion. It is obviously subjective, but like we have seen the best of the best. You know, mm-hmm. we've played Winthrop Golds. Like, we've played really good courses. Or, like, a historic ones, too. Um, the property is flawless. It's on an, what used to be a golf course. Um, and they have it manicured still beautifully. It's gorgeous. You're in the mountains. But aside from that, uh, I think it is, in my opinion, it is my favorite disc golf course. That course we played was my favorite course I've ever played. It was just, every hole was fun it, it was just, it was my kind of style of disc golf, a little more open drives, but with protected greens. And like, it's just, it's very fun disc golf. Cause you're watching the disc fly, even when you're mm-hmm. throwing bad shots. Um, so, and I think it was, I think it's the, I mean, I think it's the best disc golf property out there. I think it's better than Eagles crossing. And I say that mostly because I think Eagles crossing has slightly has better course design on maybe 70% of the holes like and seven, better man-made features. Yes. And and some Just well they have well because they have they have the water. That's, well yeah, that's, well, what I'm, about I'll the safari animals? Like the walls. I was <laughs> the, I was the, talking about like the walls. Well, they've got they've got like two what about that walls. trigger plate that makes the alarm go off? Yeah. <laughs> Guys. I would say I would say Eagles Crossing it might be kind of a, a, a like it might kind of get a lot out of the water. Like if you take away the water of that mm-hmm. course, then what do we think about it? You know, which yeah. it's not to say like water doesn't count for anything, but I, I think the Eagles crossing has some better disc golf holes, but overall, like there's some bad ones at Eagles crossing and I, and every hole, I didn't think there was any awful ones at this course. Um, and in my, like, in my opinion, like if I had to choose to just teleport to a course and play it again, like I'm going to pick that one over Eagles crossing. Here's what and I'll like say. people need to realize we're not, we're not just saying we're not crapping on Eagles crossing. We're no. saying Eagles crossing is an amazing course. This is how highly we think. No, yeah. And, well, and yeah. I'm not even, and when I say my favorite course, I'm not even judging. Like if I were to host a pro tour, which course would I pick? I'm saying, which course did I, have I enjoyed playing the most in my life? And that's it right now. That's what I was going to say. The Eagles crossing, I think is a better course of the two for, tour level golf if you brought the top players in the world we didn't get to play we're going to definitely go back to north cove we only played boulders they have three courses there they have river run which is more of a pitch and putt we got to play a few holes of that after with some of the families that came out to watch um and then boulders is the one we played and then they have um what's what's the other one called the gorge the gorge then they have the gorge the gorge is apparently the more championship level course we didn't get to play that one so we're we're basing this on boulders. Boulders is the course. 
uh, and boulders, if you brought the Pro Tour to, it would get shredded to a certain extent. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it doesn't have... You'd have to add you, a lot of OB to it and OB, change the course up. Hard, but yeah, it There's be. also apparently one short. called Doovy that's a like temp. temp layout there as well. We also didn't get to see that. Um, so th- this isn't to say that North Cove couldn't hold a Pro Tour, but the, the Boulders course couldn't the, in its current state. Um, whereas Eagles Crossing in its current state could. I think the difference to me... Um, because what I'm trying to do as well is in my head, I'm trying to think of I walk onto the course as just someone who's not there to film, not going to get any. Because like North Cove, we didn't have to pay. They were extremely gracious hosts. We didn't have to pay for anything. I'm removing that from my opinion of the course. Because obviously, if you walk in and the course is hand you canned Gatorades and telling you don't have to pay, you're going to like the course a little bit more <laughs> before you even set foot on the property. So I'm removing all of that. I'm trying to think. I'm walking into Eagles Crossing. And I got to pay 25 bucks. Or I'm walking into North Cove and I got to pay ten bucks. Which one am I walking out of there or happier 15 with? Fifteen to play two or rounds. fifteen to play all. You can play all three uh, courses. Or three if you wanted. Yeah. Yeah. Play fifteen all day. bucks. You have an all day pass Which at North is Cove. Really good. At Eagles Crossing, I do think twenty five bucks got you. You I can think play it was again. Thirty five. Was it thirty five to play a I second for, time? It, either way, you're either paying way. more. And that course. Um. What am I walking twice. away happier with? As just a normal disc golfer, an average player, I'm having way more fun. At North Cove. It's not even close. Um, mainly because Eagles Crossing is just a very demanding course. It is a tour level course. And like Trevor was saying, the property itself and the yeah. views of the property itself, just they don't, they just, yeah. they're not even there, on the same scale. There's some things that disc golf courses, well, you can control to an extent, but you can't once the course is in. And that's just the natural terrain and the surroundings. And this North Cove course being set in the mountains, it was just. Like it was, the views were incredible compared yeah. mm-hmm. to Eagles Crossing, which is a beautiful property, but surrounding it is just the, you're just yeah. the middle of nowhere. There were multiple flat. times where I was like staying on the tee or at a green or whatever, and I also think that that was another thing is North Cove was very creative with their greens and how they protected them. Yeah, to where like they would even at times it had to be intentional. If it was just by chance, great job, uh, you lucked out, but it had to be intentional. Where like the the easiest shot to get to the green would be protected by something on the green. So like there would be like a dune that came up right of the basket. So the wide open easy hyzer, you could throw it, but now you're gonna have to sail it a little bit, and it makes it a more risky shot. To where like it, they they were very strategic. To where there wasn't a single hole that I would say that hole I wish they would change. Mm-hmm. At, at Eagles Crossing, I think I could think of one or two that I would wish were slightly different or like somewhat forgettable holes. North Cove, that just it didn't really have it. But again, I so personally, I think that now after sitting here, after thinking through it all weekend, I'm ready to say Boulders at North Cove was my favorite course I've ever played. The most fun I've ever had playing disc golf was at that course. Um, but I don't think it's the best course in the world if you're looking at it from like a pro tour standard. Yeah. I don't think I don't think it's ready for that type of thing. But that being said, the gorge or yeah, something. Yeah, we, we might just maybe. play the gorge and then maybe. Yeah, well, maybe. we're definitely going to go back this fall, most likely, and, and play all three courses. Spend like two days there and get a bunch of videos out of it. Um, but yeah, I'm ready to put my stamp of approval on the thing. That thing. I mean, if you're ever near Marion, if you live in Charlotte, I think it's like an hour and a half, two hours out, something like that. Um, you and there's a there is a bed and breakfast at the base of the property as well. Yeah. You can stay there, or it's, we stayed like 20 minutes away at Holiday Inn Express. I would declare it like, if you're, 
nearby or if you're just looking to make like a disc golf trip like a guy's trip or whatever like that's where you should go because you can you can stay right there at the base of the property and you can play three awesome courses for a pretty affordable rate and like that, since it's in the mountains i'm sure there's some cheap airbnb's as well yeah, yeah and I there's think, also yeah there's also i think that was another spot. thing too is there's more to do around there was uh, a lot closer stuff the north cove yeah at eagles crossing you ha- you're about 25 minutes out from a, a small town and that small town was a small town. It had mm. it had like a KFC, I think, or Wendy's where we stopped. It had like a gas station. There's probably a hotel to stay there. But Marion, it was there was a lot of like mountain resort type stuff around. So like there's mm. a lake nearby. It seemed like we didn't see any of this, but there were signs to it. There was a lake nearby. We passed by a water park. Um, you're, you're just in the mountains. So there was like hikes to do stuff like that. Mm-hmm. There was a lot more to do around it. So if you were making a disc golf specific trip. And you're just like, we want to go one place, just park ourselves there for two, three days. Not to mention there's three courses. It's tough to beat. It's tough to beat North Cove, I think. That alone is a huge draw. It's that there's three courses on the property. Yeah. Yeah. So there it is. That's the battle. Uh, Definitely. That's actually why we're pushing the North Cove one up. We originally were going to go Knoxville, Georgia, and then South Carolina, North Carolina in July. But after playing North Cove, we want want that video to come out sooner rather than Mm -hmm. later. Um, just because we, we believe, I think that course deserves a lot more hype than it's getting. It's where the home of college nationals is. And I, I don't hear enough people talking about yeah, it. Yeah, Not enough people are talking. I don't about know why, it. like a lot of people have talked about a lot of other courses and I've played a lot of those courses and like as a normal disc golfer, you're going to have way more fun That's, and way like you're just going to have a way better time at North Cove than that, a lot of these other that places. That is the funny thing is like we've been we've had courses hyped up so many times and we go there and like even if the course is incredible, you ha- you can't help but feel slightly let down. And this is the first time that nobody had really hyped this course up. So I was thinking like I saw the pictures. I was like, this is going to be cool. I knew it was going to be cool. So I was kind of hyping it up to myself but I like we hadn't heard anything, and it just blew me out of the water. Like I was like, "Why is nobody talking?" There's also, about this I place? mean, there was a nice. That, one thing I also liked is there was a water features because there was a nice wide riverbed that ran through. Yeah. Um. So it, it presented danger a lot of times. You're throwing two or having to throw across, but there wasn't a lot of danger of losing discs. Mm-hmm. So like there was water features and there was things you had to think about. And there's some really thick IV that you. But you could easily, but. yeah, you could lose it there. But I'm saying like as far as in the riverbed, like no, you could get down in there. Yeah, you're not losing a disc. Uh, so yeah, I'm very excited for this battle. I mean, I threw Trevor's rock in the middle of the creek twice. So. Yeah, I think you'll see what we're talking about once this comes out. If you um, want to, well, if you want a sneak preview, you can look at our socials. The clip of Hunter. Um, throwing that sick drive that's on like all of our socials right now. That was at that was on hole seventeen. Yes, that's that's at the course. So that's a little sneak preview. There's yeah, a lot of cool shots like that. Yeah, very very gorgeous course. Um, so yeah, that's the battle or that's the uh, road trip we went on. Hopefully you enjoy all the bogey bro battles that come of it. There's also going to be a vlog posted on our Patreon. If you're not a Heiser Club member, highly recommend joining there. There's a lot of other reasons too, but specifically uh, the little behind the scenes of our whole road trips can be posted there. So if you want a little more content. Uh, it's gonna be pretty, pretty entertaining. But something else that went down this week, a little less of a big deal than our little road trip thing, was this. Uh, what was it even called? Pro t- match, match play. I don't Matchbox. even know. Matchbox. Matchbox. Matchbox, Matchbox cars. Matchbox oh. cars had a pro tour drop. No, uh, match play event went down in Colorado. We were wrong last week. It wasn't on the golf course. This is a new place. Last year was in uh, the Steel Club in Pennsylvania. Yeah. Um, this year was in Bailey, Colorado. It was on a disc golf course. It looked like a pretty cool piece of property. Um, the format we talked about last week, it ended up being okay. Uh, 
let's just talk the results well, at the it end. It would have been fine if it weren't for the thing we didn't realize about the format. Yeah, so the results in the end, we had Owen Scoggins and Joel Freeman both taking home ten grand. It was the same um, as last year, ten grand. Second place took home five grand. I believe pretty much everyone who showed up got paid. The final four for the men were Gannon Burr, James Conrad, Kevin Jones, and Joel Freeman. And the women was Lisa Fakus, Natalie Ryan, Ella Hansen, and Owen Scoggins. And then you had Ella versus Owen and Kevin Jones versus Joel. Um, and yeah, Joel and Owen took it down, took it, uh, took it home. But the biggest storyline that came out of this, obviously, first off, last week we picked like Alexis Mandahano and stuff. Mm-hmm. Mandahano's sisters didn't show up, so not really a storyline. Mm. I just noticed that. Yeah, they weren't in the pools at all. Yeah. So more people dropped out after we had our episode last week. Well, yeah, that, that other Calvin one. dropped too. Yeah. Um. So it became. I'm gonna be fully fully transparent. I didn't care. This weekend, I really wanted to. I, oh gosh, I wanted to, and I knew I had talked about it on a Monday. I could keep up with it on U Disc, but especially there was a major going on in golf. Yeah, and it just made it. I, I, it was very hard for me to care about this weekend. Mm, yeah, I also I didn't see a lot other than Simon getting robbed, which we'll talk about here in a second. I didn't see a lot of like other people talking about it on social media which usually helps get me into it. Like, I'll go on Twitter and I'll see some other accounts like going back and forth well, yeah, about stuff. Yeah, the Simon like, oh, situation man, what am I is what I saw, basically. But other than the Simon situation, I didn't really see much on social media. It's, it seems like I wasn't the only person that was like having a hard time getting into this event. And it was, it was, for me, it was solely because like when I would, when I turned it on, I was watching, there was just so many people missing. It was literally it. Like the format, I think, would have played well, did play well overall, uh, barring the obvious flaw. Um, I think the format, like the pool play and stuff like that, I think that it was a decent idea. Like I think, I think it would have all went well had the top five in each division showed up. Yeah, I, I think that was a big thing. All the no shows, and because like when you run an event, like there's certain things that are going to get me to care about it as a viewer, right? Like one of them is going to be. The prestige of the event. Well, this event is, I guess, technically brand new. If anything, two years old. I guess yeah. if you just consider. So there's not really any prestige. Then you have the talent. Well, we're missing most of the top players, so we're missing that. Okay, third, a huge prize. Then I'll still care because the players are playing for a huge prize. Wow, somebody's gonna make. I didn't see the prize promoted anywhere. Well, because it wasn't that. I guess it wasn't that big of a but deal. But like, even when the like when they said I mean, about ten k is not small. No, that's what I'm saying. Disc golf ten k is still a big deal. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Only way I found it was on U Disc. It said first place ten k, second place five k. It does. But su- like, it was weird to me that the Pro Tour wasn't posting about that more. It does surprise me a little bit, and I think this speaks to those top those because like you think about the top guys that weren't there for like just think about the the MPO division at least. Um, it speaks to how much money they're able to make these days because like back in the day, even not that long ago, before like the million dollar like contracts. Yeah. If you talk about 10 K at an event, it doesn't matter if it's a little out of the way they're going. Like if mm-hmm. they've got a chance to win 10,000, that's, that could be a fourth of what they make all year long. Like that could be huge. So it, it does speak a little bit to disc golf and like, I guess it, the pro tour is probably realizing like, well, I guess 10 K is not enough to get these guys out of bed anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, I think when something like this happens, they're not going to just like, I will be, this is the second year in a row. Last year they had some bigger names at the match play. I think there was only like two or three drops last year. Eagle was obviously there. I remember that specifically. Um, but after what happened this year and they were hurt as well because Ricky's recovering and Eagle's injured. So maybe they would have had those two guys, but 
I assume there will be fixes next year. Either they fit it in the schedule better with the location, or they up the prize money. I think the location's a big one. If if they want this to happen again, like if they want to keep doing it, if not, then they're going to put in another silver series or or whatever it might be, and and they'll just not do a match play championship. But it seems like they want to do it, and I don't. I like. I liked match play a lot, and we'll see match play at the uh, President's Cup, I, assuming they keep the same format as they have previously. We'll see some match play there, so I'm I'm looking forward to getting kind of a good match play fix there, because like President's Cup, right? So that's the perfect example of like, A, you're going to have some, like a, a lot of the better talent will be there, and then B, there's prestige behind that match play event, right? Because you're playing for your country, and also, uh, or your continent, I guess I should say, and also, um, it's been around a, a ways. So I, I think that's like the difference between those two events and like how much people will care and whatnot. I don't know. That is kind of weird in, in the President's Cup. It's like USA it's all, versus Europe. That's how it's always been. It's because the pool of players is I guess, so yeah, much smaller. Uh, but yeah, so we got to obviously talk through Simon's robbery a little bit if you if you weren't watching you didn't yeah. keep up with it essentially what happened <laughs> they was, were they were this close with me being able to say like well at least the format was fine and yeah so essentially essentially how it worked was if you got a win you got three points if you tied your match you got one point and then based on points was the first thing that got you into the next round mm-hmm. the second tiebreaker if there was needed to be one was the whole differential which is a little weird to me, I, I but I, I can understand yeah, it being it there. It makes sense. It's how um, much you win by. Like, Yeah, but if a match ends early, doesn't it cut your chance short of being up a certain amount of holes, or does it give you the I rest of it? I think it should give you the rest. Like, if you win five and four... I was just confused, like, how people are winning two tournament, two matches and only having, like, a three-hole differential. Well, you win by one, you win by two. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I guess... It, I mean, it makes sense. It's just... That doesn't matter. I think that's just me being stupid. But regardless, I, I agree with that part. Of, I think the whole differential thing. I think it just wasn't super well explained, or I didn't see it super well explained to me. And so I looked at it, and I was like, "Meh, I don't, I don't care to." Let me learn. double. I mean, double but check. Does, what you're that, talking about it. That doesn't matter. That was the second thing. So basically, how many holes you won by was the second tiebreaker. Um. So you had points, hole differential, and then if those two were still tied up, then it went to seed. And seed was the final one. So basically, whatever seed you came in with was it. So what ended up happening was you had AB, Joel Freeman, and Simon Lazat in their pool tied at six points each. They each had two wins. Um, I believe they each had one loss. They did definitely each had one loss. Um, so then you went to hole differential. Simon and Joel were tied. And then it went to seed. Joel Freeman advances. Issue with that was it happened basically immediately after Simon had just beat Joel in his match. So it got the people riled up because basically Simon beats Joel in a match play match and then they're tied. He ties it up. He just beat him head to head. Then it goes to, it goes to, okay, points, tied, whole different ritual tied. All right, Joel, you still advance. It doesn't matter that Simon beat you. You still advance based on seed. Admittedly, I am a little confused now because... You see what I'm saying? It just looked Gannon weird. Burr has a whole different... I'm, unless they've changed something. So in pool A, Gannon Burr had two wins and one tie for seven points. Sure. He had a whole differential of plus two. However, in round... In his first match, he won five holes to one in ten... He won four and two, basically, in a... in a uh, He was up by four with two holes to go through, through ten. So, like, in my mind, he should get four for that because he won... 
up like he four should get holes. the other two holes to go no like he I, I'm just giving him like he's up five to one at that point mm. so I but I mean it's, you see what I'm saying the whole differential I looked at for like five I, ten seconds and I said I don't understand it and I said who cares because I didn't think it was gonna be a big deal um, but regardless, so basically what people were upset about was that one of the tiebreakers wasn't head-to-head. The Pro Tour came back out pushing against people and were like, well, if it was head-to-head, it wouldn't have mattered because if the head-to-head was the first tiebreaker, it shouldn't have been. If it was the first tiebreaker, then you basically had Simon beat Joel, Joel beat AB, AB beat Simon, I believe is how the train went. So they're basically saying head-to-head, they were all tied because they all beat each other. What people's responses were was essentially, it should have been points. Okay, they're all tied. So we have them three in, all tied. Then it goes to hole differential, which knocks AB out. Okay, now you have Simon versus Joel. The final one would be, what's their head-to-head? Simon beat Joel. Simon advances. That would have obviously made the most logical sense. So basically, part of it is because everyone loves Simon, and so, obviously, people are going to get more riled up when Simon gets robbed. No, it was very The stupid. other side is Simon legitimately got robbed. I mean, My, it, it, it's, I, I understand that based on the rules going into the event, Simon did not get robbed. Because based on the rules going into the event, they played by the rules, it seed advanced. It was just frustrating when Simon had just... The rules were just, created to basically rob a player. <laughs> it was frustrating when Simon had just beat Joel. And then, it's like... It was basically like Simon, it didn't matter what you did. That I'm right looking then. up the whole Like Simon did what he could have done. I guess mm-hmm. it was just the whole differential. If Simon would have had a better whole differential, he would have Okay, if a player wins a match before hole 12, they get a positive hole differential of the number of holes remaining when they win the match. So it's whatever if holes they lose when they win. before hole 12, they get a negative hole differential of the same metric. So that's what it is. It's how early you end okay. a match. So okay. I just read hole differential, and I just thought okay. it was how many holes you beat someone by. I was assuming that, too. Well, because I was thinking the goal differential yeah. in soccer. Yeah. If you win 5-2, you have a 3. A little confusing, mm-hmm. but, but fair enough. Yeah. It's effectively the same so thing. So essentially, Simon would have been able to advance had he ended the Joel match one hole earlier. My, my, yeah, the big problem is that like it's just one of those things with the Pro Tour where it's like, how well thought out was this? Because... It's odd, like I'm sure the Pro Tour knows. They I know they know better, and they know that Simon should go through. And they probably was like an oops. I don't moment. think they know yet. <laughs> well, they better figure it out. I think they're. Well, I think that I think a week from now they'll know. I think right and, now they're like a bunch of freaking idiots. I mean, like, do they not read the when rules? When you do pool play, the, I think t- I think a week from now it'll settle in. The tiebreakers are the most important part of pool play, especially when you have small pools, because you know there's going to be ties in small pools. It's like the same thing with the in the World Cup, for example. It'll be happening later this year. They do it similar way. It goes points, goal differential, head-to-head, and then I think they go to, like, after that, they go to something trivial like yellow cards. But at no point, I don't think... I don't even think there's any point, and correct me if I'm wrong, maybe at like the very last point, do they go to, like, just your seating? Because that's ridiculous. You shouldn't, you shouldn't get win a tiebreaker within a pool play based on your seating. Based on how you came into it. Yeah, I think that's, I think that's very stupid. But like that's what I'm saying. It's like all they had to do was like just like throw in numbers into their scenario, their format they created, and just see how it looked. And then like, oh, that's interesting. See how that player gets through, even though they beat them head to head. Like I, it just if it was thought out and they really thought that was the best idea, then I'm sorry. It obviously wasn't. I think the people seem to have made that clear to you. The people mm. have spoken. I commented Simon robbed twice on the Pro Tour Instagram post about it and they deleted it twice. So I'm being <laughs> censored. So this was my comment and I, <laughs> I've afterwards tweeted it as well because I thought it was funny and so did Twitter. 
I said, if you think about it, it was nice of the Pro Tour to give Simon Father's Day off, even though he won the head-to-head matchup. Hashtag positive vibes only. Yeah, imagine, imagine, <laughs> imagine it comes out that like Simon told them he wanted to go home for Father's Day, and uh, and so they changed the rules, and they're just like taking the fall. For uh, so someone responded to my tweet and said, "What exactly happened? I missed it." And then Ryan Eman uh, on Twitter responded to this guy and said, basically Simon was held at knife point and robbed of $10,000 by the pro tour. <laughs> it is crazy too. Cause Which, like, I mean, that's a bit, obviously a bit far, but still very, funny. it's just crazy that's very be- funny. too, because that's the other thing about this pool play that makes it unique is typically in a four, uh, a, uh, four man or four team pool play. And I'm thinking about like every other sport I watch with the pool play, two teams make it out of the four which makes it a little bit easier because the tiebreakers are a little bit like in this case Simon and Joel would have just moved on no big deal but when you make it only one person it gets even harder yeah. to, to to take one person and not have somebody get gypped so tough well it's Real just tough. i think what makes it tougher is that it was Simon cuz again yeah. it's just every, well, yeah like, Definitely. Someone else like would Joel have been robbed if I he was I would have declared shoes? justice for Joel Sure not as many people would have done. You're right. And because I think people, also, though, because that Simon... That was a big thing. Was it like, people want to see Simon. Yeah, and Simon could have easily won that thing. Yeah. Yeah, people want to see Simon at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. So, I think that's what, uh, that's what it narrows down to. But, um, everything good over there, Connor? Yep, we're just All making right. some adjustments. You're, just, you're looking stressed over there, but it's time for fan no, favorite segment. Well, you good. should be stressed. Oh. You're stressed because it's fan favorite segment time, Trevor's Trivia. I have to be honest with you before we go into this. Be honest My with me. brain is feeling mushy. It's not, it's like, not That's like. It's fine, man. It's you I think my brain, right, my brain right now is smooth like a baby's bottom. Smooth like butter. I'm not feeling smart right now. So okay. I'm excited for this trivia segment. So I wanted to Name do- a disc golfer. Uh, for Ferdinand. <laughs> I kind of had this idea for a game where it's kind of like a mixture. You guys ever played the game Bull? Where no. you basically like... Oh, like someone will... You say some, you have you a card. You lay cards. down a card and then somebody yeah, can call Bull. It's kind of be kind of like that. Okay. Um, but we're basically... We're going to be trying to... Um, I do not think I'm easy to read right now. I don't even know what I'm bull. thinking. We're going to be going bull. over... Oh, you got me. We're going to be going over the schedule and the winners from those events... And, and see how well you guys remember so far what? during the pro tour. <laughs> so the way it's going to work is you're going to try and go in accurate chronological order. Um, <laughs> so Hunter would go first, and he's going to try and name the first pro tour event of the year. We're only going to do elite series, no silver okay. series or anything. Why don't we just majors and count? I'm not going to be able well. to think of a single one. So Hunter's so going to go, and he's going to say it, and who won? And then Connor can either before I say anything, Connor's going to ha- be able to say. They confirm it or because if you don't know you have the I chance just to just make one up yeah. or just say that and so Connor can say bull if he and vice versa you'll go back this and is forth. a great game and then after I'm that so bad. after that I will confirm and say so how do we get points are there no points it's just fun you get you get points for either getting it correct or or saying a wrong one and then getting it past your competitor so if I get it past Connor I get a point if Connor calls me bull he gets a point he gets a point and if Connor calls bull and it's incorrect he loses a point yeah I would say that has to be the that okay. has to be it. So it's my so turn. You were going to start with with Hunter. First tournament of the year was Las Vegas. Drew Gibson and Katrina Allen won. Oh yeah, I, I should have mentioned. I only need the MPO winner oh, just, to make, it, just to make it easier. Wait, we don't even like I, you don't even tell us what the tournament was. No, no. Oh gosh, it was Las Vegas. That's what made. But Gibson remember, won. you can you can. Okay, make it up you're right. It was Drew Gibson. You're right. Nope, nope. Are you calling me bull? Wait, but you know you would know this though. 
Wait, I can't tell if you get a point for getting it right. So his goal right now is to get it right. Well, he also could get a point if he bluffs you. If he doesn't, but you'd only want to bluff if you don't know it. Because like there's no. Yeah, point. that's what I was wondering. There's no point in like bluffing was, if you don't. If you already then know. I it. Think Unless you're, you're just trying then, to eat. Then I'm pretty confident you are right. You're right. I'm confident you're right. He is right. Okay, because then I remember. Wasn't Katrina next, Allen, or you just have the MPO? What? Because I wasn't confident on FPO. I, I, I remember. Yeah, she, beat, she beat Paige. Heck yeah. Because then Gannon, it was between him and Gannon Burr. Then mm-hmm. Drew had that awesome jokery shot. Next week, Gannon wins. At what tournament? Do I have to say the tournament? Yeah. Oh, I don't remember what it was. <laughs> this fun. game is I'm not going to go well right now. I'm, <laughs> I'm calling I'm telling you. Way. I don't know what the next tournament was. I don't think Gannon maybe, won next. Maybe we'll I help. don't ever remember what they're called. Bull. Holy cow, that was loud. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm calling bull either way. I don't think Gannon won next week. It was Waco. Yeah, he didn't. Yeah. What? Okay. Well, didn't then Paul it, win Waco? Yeah. <laughs> Dang it. I, I should get more winning. points. I'm going to tell you right now, Trevor, this is Two a great point game. Two-point Tuesday. But if it involves me having to remember the names of the tournaments, Do you, you want me happen. just to go down and I just yeah, say Yeah, how about Connor I just call, say just, whether or not okay. it's Connor Connor just calls okay. I'm sorry. I'm yeah. breaking your game because I'm no. I'm so bad with the names of tournaments. Okay. Literally, so we just did Waco and Paul won. So we now have Vegas, Waco. Mm-hmm. Next up is... Texas States and Ricky Wysocki took it down. Yes, because he won again. He was returning. Yes, okay. that is correct. From Texas State, we went to Jonesboro, Arkansas, where Calvin Heimberg took it down. I'm going to say yes. Well, I did say we were counting majors. You skipped. You skipped the Champions Cup. Okay. Well, that's fine. He said yes. He didn't call me. He didn't call <laughs> oh, my bull. Okay. Yeah. He yeah. didn't call my bull. But honestly, I'm just impressed you've got them all right so far. Just pro tours. So that's what I stick, think. He just let's knows. just stick to the pro tours and okay. keep going. So at this we're point. we're at Jonesboro, Arkansas now. At one point, he is going to bluff you because he's going to make yeah, it. I we know, just went I to know. Georgia. We came back to Jonesboro. I think for the most part, I remember who won a lot of them. Once I hear the name, I okay. Just then you name them and maybe have Connor try and name the winner. No, oh, I want to keep going where I'm at. No, okay. I like the game format here. I don't want to get too confusing. Um, next, I'm sorry, Trevor. I ruined your day. Yeah, dude, you did. We went Masters Cup, but that's a Silver Series. After Masters Cup, we went OTB Open, where OTB Open. That is where. Drew Gibson won. You skipped an event. Well, are you supposed to tell him the answers, or you let him call bull? I call bull. <laughs> the frick, dude. Uh, I kind of well, you, I kind of forgot because you seem so locked in on trying to get them right. No, I don't give two crafts about getting them right. I don't. Drew Gibson didn't win OTB Open. Oh, dang it! Why'd you say that? Because I was he like, already ruined my shtick. Well, I dang mean, it. you gotta you gotta admit it's a lot harder for me to adjust to a rules when like they're changing. I'm playing <laughs> your game. Well, I'm no, playing your game. No, you're no, not you're playing not. my game. The game was that Connor. And you rotated, and the whole game got switched. But if, if Connor and I rotated, and Connor after after Waco went straight to I'm just OTB sa- Open, and I, I didn't call Bull, he'd still get a point. I'm just saying, cut me a little bit of slack here. No, you're right, Trevor. Because like, but the- let the record show, I did know that Drew didn't win OTB Open. I was going to call you. Well, who but, won OTB okay. Open then? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Then how do you know Drew didn't win? Because well, because I just remember I don't I would have remembered his name like being I know that he didn't win another thing. He did win OTB Open. No, Vegas. <laughs> Yeah, Vegas. Uh, that was you said that already, though. I was trying to convince him that he wanted something else. <laughs> Whatever. This game's stupid. Well, Trevor, I'm, I'm it was still, a good... I was still playing this game. <laughs> it's over. What was the next event after Jonesboro? I don't want to talk about it. Trevor, it was, it was a really, it was a really good game. Did you I'm try? Did you try to miss you. it? No, I didn't. I couldn't remember the next event, so I just oh, went straight to OTB okay. and locked eyes with Connor and tried to bluff him, and then you freaking. Well, I think the, I think the problem is that the bluffing would not have actually mattered because. Like he doesn't know what the next what the next event was. 
That's why the bluffing matters. I feel like you're coming after me. No, but I'm just saying, like, it's not an actual bluff. <laughs> because he wouldn't have been like... How is it not an actual bluff? I bluffed him. Because you could have told him, like, no offense, Connor, but he could have told you any event was next, and you probably would have not had a reason to believe it wasn't. Yeah, event-wise, yeah. I mean, I can't help that. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm saying, just better at the game. I'm just saying, I think you're no, right. I don't, you're I don't right. remember. I don't remember events. We're on a well, podcast but... every week talking about disc golf. If I'm the only one that remembers, I should get points for that. You, Hunter, you win times a million. Dang it! No, I got it. Got cut short and I lost. No, you won. No, you definitely win. All right. Well, I got a funny story to tell you guys. So buckle up. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not gonna have fun the rest of this podcast. <laughs> I'm just deciding right now. I mean, no, we do talk story. about the events like every week. Like I. I don't understand why you're still coming after me. I'm not coming after you. I just literally just said that. For the record, Connor, for the record, I'm mad at Trevor, not you right now. That's great. I'm mad at everybody, including myself. No, Connor, you're mad at me, man? I just bluffed you. That's all all I did. I'm mad at Trevor and myself. All right, let's let's frick him. (laughs) All right. Y'all want to hear a fishing store story? This is going to bring us together. This is going to really bring us together. I don't even like fishing. It doesn't have anything to do with fishing. No, I've been doing it since I was like young, remember? (laughs) Yeah, I remember. (laughs) I wrote that script. (laughs) I wrote that script and you know my you love know of fishing. Yeah, I saw the pictures and everything. <laughs> that was fun. I want to show you guys funny. my fishing pole sometimes. You guys can laugh at it. Um, it's got right. a bamboo handle. That's really? Cool. I think it's bamboo. That's cool. Maybe it's maybe it's <laughs> cork. Not. No, it's cork. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> That's what it is. It's cork. All of them are cork, man. Are uh, they all? Not all of them. Most the, mo- the most common ones cork. Either cork right, or fun. Well, at least I'm part of the crowd. You are part of the crowd. Was is it cork a Is it a Zepco? I don't know. It's probably Zepco. Anyway, so I've been it's I'm old. in this local fishing store called W and W Novelty. I I okay. can't wait to see how you're gonna tie this to disc golf. Trust me, it ties so much. And I'm in there. This guy just wanna talk about fishing right now. No, it's disgusting. This has nothing to do with fishing. <laughs> so I'm in there to get a fishing pole uh for my fa- for my dad for Father's Day. Because basically what I did for my for Father's Day is I got my dad a present and a card and I said I got him all the stuff that I love doing with him growing up so that he mm-hmm. can do it with my son. That's nice. Pretty great Father's Day idea. Yeah. If you ask me. Mm-hmm. He liked it. So one of them was a like kid's fishing pole because he's taking yeah, fishing. He's got to store it for a couple of years. He's got to store it for a while. Yeah. All of them. The youngest thing was a T-ball set a for a year and a half. Uh, but I have nieces that can use it all right now. Mm-hmm. So it works out. Double. Um, and so anyways, I'm in this fishing store and I'm looking for a kid's fishing rod. And there's a guy. What are you doing? There's, there's a floating there's hair. A floating hair. <laughs> there is a guy in there in the, um, <laughs> in the aisle next to me. And he's talking to the owner of the store, I think. And um, well, I'm, I'm assuming I didn't see the other person he's talking to. I'm pretty sure it was the owner. So he's talking to the owner of the store and he's like, man, dude, you got to be ordering more of these these lures. And the owner's like, yeah, they've been flying off our shelves recently. He goes, but you know me, I don't I don't like ordering a lot of bulk because I don't like I don't like just sitting on stock. I like just ordering what's going to turn out. He goes, mm-hmm. well, these are blowing up because this guy on YouTube started using them and he's just getting crazy amounts of views and so now you know these things you just can't keep were they the guggen ones i have no idea man they probably were the guggen ones because the guggen squad's really big on youtube right now he's like you can't keep them on the shelf he's like this guy's this guy's really been using them and um and then i've never seen anybody in my life be like get a hobby and just absorb it quicker than connor it is it is an actual talent no so the way he picks up something you gotta hear about how this guy talks all right the 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 illusion or the uh I'm jealous. <laughs> Whatever it is, the the cult, what is what is the word of like these two things look very similar. The juxtaposition. No. What? They're like intertwined. Like the it's the exact same <laughs> event happening. Deja vu. No, gosh darn it. The inner inter, interchanging. Interchangeable. No, the illusion, like something eludes. Is that what I'm looking for? Gosh, I'm stupid. Correlation. Correlation. 
The core. Oh, thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. The correlation between the two is uncanny. So this guy, you what? You'll hear it. You'll understand. Disc golf and fishing. As soon as I say it, you'll understand. <laughs> so this guy's talking about this, and he's like, "This dude on YouTube. This dude. This YouTuber is using this bait, and that's why you can't keep it on your shelves. It's flying off." And he goes, "Man, he goes. Maybe I'll order some more next time." He goes, "Yeah." He goes, "It's ridiculous though." He's like, "The company just sent him this tricked out boat, and with a like sick fish finder, new yeah, rods and reels, all this." He's like, "And this guy's such an idiot. Like he doesn't know how, what any of it does." He doesn't even know how to use any of it. He goes, meanwhile, I've been using this bait for 10 years. Company ain't sent me nothing. And I'm sitting I'm sitting there next to Liz. I just bust up laughing. There's no one else in the store. Uh-huh. I just bust up laughing because I'm like, this is literally Brody getting into disc golf. <laughs> like, literally. It's exactly what I'm hearing so to this person funny. next door. YouTuber starts, mm-hmm. throwing, starts using this bait. Oh, yeah. It flies off the shelf. And then here is this old head. Who's been fishing with this bait for ten years, getting pissed off because this I, YouTuber? But the first sentence the guy said is, "This is why you can't keep it on the shelf." This YouTuber yeah, is doing it. Yeah. It's like that's it doesn't matter. You've been casting that thing for ten years. I How know. many of those have you sold? I know. <laughs> I love it when people get mad that like people get sent stuff for free when they don't realize like it's marketing. There's they're not getting it sent for <laughs> free because they're good at it. I was sell I it. was dying. Yeah. He's like this guy because I just, I just heard all the Reddit threads talking about Brody. Oh, I'm like so funny. This guy doesn't even know what these discs are doing, and Discraft just send them to him for free. That right? is so heard, funny. This guy doesn't even know what this boat does. Where's or my Z buzzes, man? Yeah. <laughs> this guy <laughs> doesn't even know. Years. I've been I've been throwing this lure for years. They ain't send me nothing. I was like, <laughs> you've got to be kidding. That's too funny. That oh man, very, I was very dying. Funny. That is funny to hear that. Like, and Liz didn't get it. Talks about that so one. I was like dying laughing. And Liz like looked at me because like there there's no music playing. The store was dead quiet. Mm-hmm. I hadn't said a word since I walked in because I'm in like an awkward space. You know, it's just a super quiet store. And then I just bust up laughing. And so the guy had no I'm laughing at him, which I felt bad about. But <laughs> it was also just way too funny because he wouldn't know why I'm laughing. And I got in the car and Liz was like, "Why are you laughing?" I was like, "That was literally the like the spitting image of disc golf when Brody stepped in." I would. And that's it was hilarious. What, Dude, I love YouTube so much. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> well, hey, if you want whatever the Guggen bait thing you were just talking about, man, WW mm-hmm. Novelty's about to get a big shipment in. I, I bought one from in, in there, like, literally on Friday. There you go. There you go. You bought the Guggen <laughs> you're bait? You're probably the one yeah. that... You're, you're probably, sipping the goo-goo? You're, you're <laughs> simping on that goo? I'm sipping on the goo. Uh, you're That's probably, what, and you want to know why? Because that YouTuber. Yeah. <laughs> That's the, it wasn't because the guy's been throwing him for 10 years? No. Oh, oh that guy. dang. Man, <laughs> he was about to get his boat, too. <laughs> That was it. That was my fishing story. That's very funny. Uh, I had a great a time during that story. Man. <laughs> See, it brought us together, didn't it? Here yeah, we are. Dude, we I'll all, give you both a hug There's a lot of contingency in the room. Um, okay, I got to talk about this because I've Not seen this word. posted. I don't know if this is like a... I don't know if this is like a... Um, a thing that's like contingency. You know, I meant to say like contentious, but you know, like, like contentiousness. Contentiousness would probably be the word. You know those events that like are Iron like women global event and stuff like that where like they all have the ice bowl. Like they happen in a bunch of ace races, happen in a bunch of different places, Ish. but they're all like under one thing. Uh-huh. I don't know if this is a new one. Mm-mm, not new. But this golf Ironman tournament. There's one in my home course growing up and they played a hundred <coughs> holes in one day. And they, well, so- like, cause I've heard of the grade eight in the Raleigh area where they play eight courses in one day, but uh-huh. it was never called an Ironman tournament, but we were in Knoxville. Yeah. And they told us about, yeah, there's an Ironman tournament. You play, you know, the three, you play this course three times through and you play the longs, the shorts, then a mixed. Mm-hmm. Then we go down to Georgia, mm-hmm. wake up that day. We run into this guy from Belize. I believe his name was uh, Rodney or Richard. Randy. Randy. It was, it was Randy. Randy from Belize. We ran into Randy 
uh, practice I'm putting. A, I'm and very he was impressed like, with you guys. And he was like, I'm warming up for the Ironman tournament this weekend. And then I saw Ken Taberski posting about it. And yeah. you basically played W.R. Jackson, Warner, and Steady Ed. Steady Ed. All three in one day. Iron Man. Tough. Then I got on Reddit this morning looking for topics, and there was another one posted from a completely different area of the country yeah, that no, an Iron, Iron Man tournament was happening. Iron Man's are a pretty big thing. I mean, they, my home course growing up was an 18-hole course, and they, they added two holes onto it that were 10 holes, and you played it five times. You played 100 holes in one day. Um, Sounds awesome. I never did it. I think my brother did. I think we need an Iron Man. But totally they're actually like sanctioned rounds. Um, we so should do a foundation Iron Man. Yeah, I agree. If, we if, need ours, though. I don't know if this is this definitely isn't in this. What we need ours to be is similar to the grade eight. The grade eight, you play doubles, and I'm pretty sure it's timed. So, like, what time you finish plays into it a little bit. Oh, I could have made that up. I think that's... I've never heard of that. Uh, I could have made that up, but I want that for the foundation. Because how could you do it mm. timed? You, You're playing doubles. Right, so, you like just have to finish. in front of you. Yeah. So, that would be... I think you can play through... This one's not... I don't think the grade eight sanctioned. The grade eight's just a you play the eight courses. I mean, and you get yeah. you get through it. I mm. would be interested in an event where we had called it the four sixty tour. Yeah, is what we had pitched around. I'd be interested in events. So let's say you go, you do like Falling Creek Yellows, and you do it time to where you run the course. So, but you, so like you have somebody start, and then you give them like 15, 15 minutes or so to where like they're not going to get caught, and then you start the next person, and you literally run and play the whole course as fast as you well, can. Well, I think oh, what we wow. do is we start at Elk Creek. <laughs> that would be interesting. In Appomattox, yeah, we go Elk Creek. There's it, no way we can play more than like how many rounds can we play in a day? If we play, if we play our it's fast, Iron Man. Yeah. Okay. It takes. What? <laughs> you're playing. You're playing. Sing, you play solo. Mm-hmm. How long is it taking you to play around? Hour and a half. At two hours most, at the most. Well, I've we'll played. Play I've played. No, I've played New London by myself in less than an hour and a half. Okay, so we'll go hour and a half. Yeah, you could definitely math wise. Do can I go two hours? Mm-hmm. Math wise, I'm gonna go two hours. Oh my gosh. Okay, so I'm just saying have, we're gonna lose a lot six, of time. Let me just. I'll have, use my. I'll, if you have six courses, I'll put six my courses calculator. at two hours. It's only twelve hours. Six a.m. Six p.m. Right. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Some, and then you have two hours of driving, and you're only at eight o'clock. You still have a whole other hour of daylight. Yeah. And so you could easily play six courses. And you, well, you also it, you're not going to take two hours to play, so you're probably there's probably another round in there or two. I'm saying you could, we could there's probably, probably there's probably two more the rounds. Disco, there. The foundation Iron Man, we could probably go seven courses, seven rounds. Dang, I think we go. I think you go score plus. You time could play peaks in like your overall 45 minutes. Well, I don't know if peaks would be on there. We'd saying. have to figure out our courses. If you want, mm-hmm. I'm saying if you, you want to stat pad the courses, you could. Well, I'm saying I think it'd be a very fun video. We all like individually vlog. We each have like a start time, 15 minutes staggered, however you want to do it. So you can choose if you run the courses or not. And it's strokes plus overall minutes from your start till you tap out on 18. I guarantee you my strategy would go putter and run because I would... But you got to get through seven or eight courses. Yeah, well, I would jog. Like I would, I would, my, my, my goal would be to play for speed though. And you have to decide like, do I stop to get water in between or am I, am I eating it all throughout the day? Cause like yeah. it's your start time and your finish time. Cause my thing is like with one putter. That's an electric video. But if I'm only that carrying is, a putter, great. I can carry a lot of water and food. Yeah. My, my thing is I, I know just playing with a putter at most courses, I'm going to shoot within five strokes of what I would with my entire bag. And but I mean, you also think how tired you're going to be if we put new London like midway in. No, I agree. New London, it would be a great equalizer. There'd be some courses that I'd probably have to decide to just walk briskly, and I'd still play pretty. Like I said, I mean, I played New London one morning so fast by myself. I mean, because I just walked quick and like. Well, what if you lose one of your putters? I have. A, I guess I would carry one backup. I mean, but how? It's pretty hard to lose a putter. Not if you're throwing it. 
hard. Throw it over the water in dependence, and you lose it. You still got to go to Fallen Creek. Well, then I'll have a backup putter, I suppose. You're giving me good ideas. I don't know. I'm just, just saying. Carry more in your car. I just say it. I think yeah. I think we got to do that. I, I, I completely I agree. It's a foundation like a Iron Man. Winner gets a tattoo. No, I, I Winner gets Iron Man, a tattoo? The Iron Man logo. Oh. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. That would be. <laughs> the final thing I wanted to bring up is more. Um, I don't know. I'm just bringing it up. So Trevor's in the midst of the Ezra diet. Uh huh. Yeah. Challenge video. Bringing that up again. I'm about to. Uh, I'm about to start. I put a poll out on my Twitter to see, and it was overwhelming. Yes, people want to see this, so I'm going to do it. I have a close to a thousand votes on it, and it was like ninety percent yes. So like nine hundred percent yes. What are you doing? Uh, I think today is day zero. If I have time, tomorrow might be day zero. Where day zero is, I just got to research. But I'm gonna do thirty days full gyro. Full gyro. Oh, yeah. Oh, heck yeah. We've been waiting for this. We've been waiting for this. And I'm just going to vlog my experiences. Obviously, in videos, you'll see me be full gyro. So you'll get like glimpses of what's in my bag and stuff like that. You're going to be a Patreon vlog or are you going to be like, no, I'm going to do it on a Monday video. A Monday video? Yeah. And, um, Patreon vlog. And yeah, I'm going to go full gyro. And I think my plan is I'm not going to set baselines at the beginning of the month because like I might get better throughout the month or whatever playing full gyro because I'm going to do field work stuff to learn my bag. I think so what I'm anything, going to do, you're just going to find a lot of cool molds. Probably. What I'm going to do is the final day, I'm going to take my bag that I currently have in my full gyro bag to the field and throw the molds next to each other. And see which ones you actually like more. <laughs> we'll just see what they do. I think you should. And then at the end of the, at the end, you can take your current bag right now and then take your full gyro bag, and at the end of the month, we shoot a video that is a uh, gyro hunter versus regular versus mixed bag hunter, and we see uh, at a course you just throw two shots on each hole, and well, because I want to mm, see like I mean that is I'm a little more, iffy. You I'm, switch you switch off on each hole which bag you throw first. I more want to see um, I more want to see like will I get to the end of the month and like not realize I'm throwing like 50, 60 feet farther and then I like go back to my my normal bag and I like throw my Hades, which is my mm-hmm. farthest flying disc, my, trapped in gyro my Domi forever. Hades mm-hmm. and like out of nowhere my Tesla's going way farther. I think than you should make day. a point mm-hmm. to throw a lot of molds even because you've thrown some MVP. I think you should make a point to throw like a lot of ones that you haven't Well, thrown. what my plan is, is I'm going to get so many in, distance drivers and like I don't know what yeah. I think I'm going to get into the Facebook group, uh, uh, one of their Facebook groups and I'm going to say, like, hey, I need some help. I'm going to post. Uh, here's, like, some stats about me. This is how far I throw. This is my whatever. So people I understand, like, where, where I'm at, right? And then I'm going to post my my each disc in my bag in the comments and have people respond what mold they think I need to replace that with. So, yeah. like, my really beat-up rock, my somewhat beat-up rock, my straight rock, my overstable rock. I throw a lot of rocks. Then like my recluse like post each of those and just be like, what MVP mold do I replace this with? Yeah. And then take the like m- most common ones for it all and take all of those out to a field, throw them all, and then the one then build my bag off that. Mm. And so they all have just a wide array of molds. Only rule is it's got to be MVP or Axiom. It's got to be gyro. So no streamline. That'd be oh, interesting. Okay. So basically no normal disc in my bag and just see what happens. I'm, Thirty days. I'm looking forward to that. Thirty days. Thirty strokes. By the end of it, I'm a world champ. Um, Dang, yeah, that, that's, that's huge. cool. I'm, that, that's a fun challenge. I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing it. You do will that. it will come into our Charleston trip? That's okay. So we will have to do some bogey bro battles and a foundation versus nation with me full gyro. But by that point, I should be pretty acclimated. Yeah, to the bag. yeah. I don't yeah. think it's gonna make me a worse disc golfer. No, I think I'm gonna be worse for the first like week or two when I'm learning the. Because here's what I'll tell you, Hunter, is exactly. already 
already you putt gyro. Mm-hmm. You've, your go-to approach disc is gyro. Yeah, it's just I'm more worried about drivers. But drivers like, and mids. I know, I know for a fact the Volt is going to be sick for your like Thunderbird slot. I've thrown the Volt; it's a little more stable. It's than a little, I like. it is a little stable. But I like, think I'm really gonna like the Insanity. I I don't know what that is, but like the Fission mm. or the Photon rather, I know that's a good distance driver. So like, even if there's no other good ones, that's a good like controllable distance driver. You like the uplink. Uh, I've thrown the reactor. It's I, I'm sick. Gonna, I know I like the hex. The I hex get a is hex. sick. The reactor is. I want to see you throw a Terra because I don't. I want to know what it's like. I think the Terra is going to replace my. Um, I threw one. I think the Terra is going to replace my CE. It's Firebird. pretty stable. I think the Terra was pretty. Well, I think the Terra is pretty close to the Volt in my when I threw it. It's supposed to be more stable than the Volt. I threw it. Well, yeah, I know. You're saying it's supposed to be. Well, the one I had was pretty similar. Mm. Maybe a touch more. Well, I think stable. your Volt was really. Stable. Was it like an eight speed. Because I had a Volt that would the flip Volt up. I had. No, yeah, the Volt I had was beef. Yeah. So maybe that's why. I think that's why. Because it was yeah. Because I, I had, had a Volt previously that would flip up a little bit, yeah, and my, my the Volt was, you had would never was come close. So I think the Terra is more like your Volt. Yeah. That's exciting, Hunter. Well, yeah, that's I'm gonna exciting. do it for thirty days. Because I think I also want to just see how our YouTube audience reacts. Yeah. To a video like that, because like. I love videos like that on YouTube, like Yes yeah. Theory and stuff like that. And so I would love to like do stuff like that. Like I put uh, do a hundred putts every day for thirty days and see what happens to my game mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Where it's just like I'm at home filming myself, yeah, doing stuff like that. And if like people love them, then I can do one a month. Your challenge sounds a lot more fun than mine. Yeah, I do think. Well, yours I'm, is only for a week. What least. I'm gonna do next is the Katrina Allen diet. <sighs> Like the all carnivore diet. Oh yeah. So I have to get her to send She's me. She's never sent you that, man. Sure she will. Remember, she came on my show. We're actually That's true. cool. You're not cool. Um you're not cool. But if I can get her to send so exact cool. if I can get her to send exactly what she eats, then I'll probably do that one too. I'm pretty the, the Ezra diet is depressing. Yeah. I'm Power vo- to you. What's what's sad about it? Why are you well, so there's sad? No, there's no like very Connor, you would you would hurt even more than me because you like foodie. There's like, no sauce. You're more of a foodie than me, I think. And yeah, the lack of seasoning and sauce is the biggest thing. Mm. That is what would get you even more than it gets me. You can't put ranch on everything. Let me explain to you what I'm eating. And this is a little sneak peek for you. There's gonna be a vlog for the patrons eventually. But so no, there's yeah, you don't no, have to spoil it. I'm doing to. this true to his diet, so like no seasoning. Like I do it exactly how he does it. Okay. So in the morning you get a, a berry smoothie. Very pretty normal. Mm -hmm. It's got some like weird stuff in it, some hemp uh, chia seed stuff and Mm -hmm. some um, mushroom powder mix. But like you don't really taste it. It's whatever. So it's Mm -hmm. pretty much a normal smoothie. Not bad. That's your breakfast. Um, Lunch is literally, and you'll see it today: whole wheat tortilla, beans, hot sauce. That is it. There's no seasoning on the beans. It is just beans, hot sauce. It is sad when you're (laughs) hungry for lunch and that's what you could eat. It's sad. Dinner hot sauce. He uses uh, Valentina's hot sauce. I couldn't find it. It's at Walmart. I I looked at... Okay, well, I'll try to get it at Walmart. I'm actually going to get some today because I wanted to look at Walmart because um, mm. I couldn't find Pretty it. Pretty sure it's at Walmart. I was using I think that's what, what I, I got had. that when we brought... I had that hot sauce at one time. Gotcha. Well, and I'll hopefully I'll be able to find it because I've just been using Texas Pete. Not really important. But... Um, so that's depressing. Mm-hmm. And then your dinner is a sandwich on whole grain bread. It is tofu. Not like cooked tofu, just raw tofu. <laughs> Purple onion, cucumber, oh, spring gosh. mix, and mustard. That's the worst thing I've ever heard. And mustard? Believe it or not, that's the highlight of that meal. It <laughs> I tastes, believe it. it I believe it. it ba- think of the mustard like a salad dressing. It tastes yeah. like you're eating a salad between bread. Okay. And that's the diet. You eat the, that is every you day. You like the sandwich? It tastes fine. Yeah. When okay. you're hungry, especially, it tastes fine. It tastes like a veggie sandwich. I've been eating that two days now I've eaten that. And this is my third day. 
when you're hungry in between meals, you get a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. I mean, I'd be hungry in between every meal. I'd be taking well, yeah. one bite of my bean burrito before lunch, like, oh, I'm so full. Yeah, that would and then be, an hour later, be like, peanut butter and jelly. I baby. knew you would say that. That would be cheating. <laughs> I only eat about, I eat like one to two of those a day. That's I'm a trying, lot of calories. And I'm trying to stay true. Two of those? Peanut butter and jelly sandwiches? Yeah, it's like 900 calories. A peanut butter and jelly has way more calories than you ever think. It's almost 500 calories, a peanut butter and jelly. Does he use natural peanut I don't butter? Know. It, yeah, just, okay. yeah, it's very, it's hell, it's like the healthiest peanut butter you can buy. Yeah, because I was like, I'm gonna start packing my lunch, and I packed peanut butter and jelly, and then I put in like this little calorie it, app. Boy, and I was like, using, we're using whole grain bread because that, that probably, doesn't really affect the calorie, doesn't it? It affects Bet- the health between white bread and whole grains. I don't need use white. I mean, this week I bought Hawaiian bread, sweet Hawaiian bread, yeah, because that, like that's there's incredible. Be a difference but there. no, typically I buy um, Where's white all, wheat. Where do the most of the calories come from? There's peanut no such butter? thing as white wheat. Well, how, and like, how much is a serving? Because like, I don't use one, a lot. One tablespoon of peanut butter is like a hundred some calories. One tablespoon is a, over a hundred calories. Yeah, I think it's like hundred sixty calories. Hundred and sixty. I'll Google it, but I'm pretty sure. Well, here's the thing, because like I, I'm not even doing as much quantity as Ezra does, because obviously he was working out like super hardcore. So I've toned it down in that regard. This says this one tablespoon is ninety five of this peanut butter. So half of what you said. <laughs> I've got that. Keep my GIF is one. My GIF's well, over 100 Keep in mind 100%. that the peanut butter I got literally has like no sugar, nothing. It sure, is like, but you use like, I mean, to make a good peanut butter and jelly, you got to use like three or four tablespoons well, I, of peanut, I'm, peanut butter. I'm, I don't use three or four. I guarantee you I don't use three or four I tablespoons. I probably use three tablespoons <laughs> of peanut butter. You must make some thick boys. I spread on thin. I don't like like I'm super thick. I'm eating lunch. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not. Well, this is a snack for me. So I don't think, I think it's less, cal- I'll actually calculate it because I'm going to calculate all my calories and stuff for the vlog and like all the, the amount, like total amount of beans I've eaten over the week. Um, but just know it is very sad. Um, Ezra is a guy who just, he eats for the calories and like the nutrition. Like you can tell like he's getting like his fruits, his protein, his veggies. Like he's, it's very much a, let me get what I need in my body diet. Not a, I like eating food diet. Mm-hmm. So for me, like I literally watched my wife, like, she made herself, like, breakfast for dinner last night. And it was just a well-balanced breakfast meal, you know? Hash browns. She had some avocado, some eggs. Like, and it looked like, even just being two days on this diet, like, I almost cried. <laughs> like, I was like, I was like, you don't even understand what it would mean to me to just to take a bite of those hash browns right the, now. The best thing <laughs> for me recently... It's crazy. ...for my health is actually... Bit, so, my wife has gestational diabetes... Which basically is like the diabetes you get when you're pregnant. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like really grand scheme of things, not a big deal. No. She just has to be like particular about what she does and doesn't eat. Okay. Which means I have to be particular about what I don't do and don't eat because like so we eat dinner together. It's good and stuff for like your that. health. So it's great for me because yeah. like she can't have flour tortillas. Mm-hmm. So we have corn tortillas. Don't really know I know like, that changes I much. I love corn tortillas. Um, corn tortillas, less carbs. But then uh, she can't have much sugary, sugar at all. Uh, not really supposed to have much. Um, Carbs, very low carb, low carb, low sugar, which that's the opposite of me. Yeah. I eat, I eat carbs and sugar. Carb. That's it. I will be curious. We're going down a banter highway here, so I'll, we are, I'll, we I'll are. stop it short, it's but I will say, I'm just curious to see how much, like, we're just giving a little banter if I lose or gain yeah. weight by the end of this, because I think I'm actually going to end up eating less because I, I don't snack. That's the biggest thing. You can't just like, oh, I'm going to grab a couple pretzels and that's huge for me. Mm-hmm. I'm only drinking water. That's one part. I can only drink water. That's it. Um, and everything I'm eating is very healthy. Like there's like no sugar existent except mm-hmm. for the natural sugar from the fruit. Like it's, so I'm curious to see if I end up losing weight. Cause then guess what? I'm breaking the fast the day I go to the beach. I say fast. It's pretty much a fast. I'm, <laughs> I'm breaking the diet the day I go to the beach. So it's going down when I go to the beach. If I lose anything, I'm going to make up timber. for it and, and then some. So yeah. 
I'll keep you updated. I'm going to get slowly sadder in the content you see throughout the I'm, You were already pre on, on edge this morning, <laughs> and I'm a little bit scared. You don't for realize, what's to like, come. how, like, you know how much we look forward to lunch, right? Uh huh. Like, we love eating lunch. Like, Connor and I, especially, like, we love it. Like, we look forward to it. And, like, today, I'm going to pour wake some up beans in the into some, a tortilla <laughs> and eat it. And it doesn't even taste bad. That's not the problem. It's just sad. My problem is what I like to eat is so unhealthy for me that, like, I have two options. Oh. I can gain weight and like eating, or I can maintain slash lose weight and be depressed at every meal. <laughs> and there, that, there's no other option for I don't, me. Because like, like, be I get excited about pizza, fried chicken, and french fries. And that's even, about it. I'm not mad about the healthy eating part because I don't mind healthy food. Like I can eat healthy food. It's the lack of variety. And mm. like the handcuffs. Like You can't even make this better. Yes. All right. We need to stop. I want one we're of those. All right, we're bantering. stopping. You know what? Hey, save it for the banter. We'll see you on Wednesday. Boogie Bro Banter. We're also going to have a preview show back. Oh my gosh, that was a bad idea. The preview show is back this week for the Preserve. You know who else is back? Ricky Wysocki. You're going to hear wow. all about it on the preview show. You're not going to want to miss it. We'll see you then.